MP, it's our final event of the year. Oh, it's all a bit sad, Bretto, but after four big events for 2018, we are going out with a bang with one more wellness base camp, and the location for this one is regional Victoria, the great town of Bendigo awaits. Oh, and how's this for a lineup, MP? Bendigo will be rocking with the rock star of wellness, Damien Christoph. The art of self-love angel herself, Kim Morrison, hits the stage. As will the natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe. And I'll tell you what, Steph's presentation at the summit on fasting was a showstopper. You'll be there, Bretto. I'll be there too. And Wendy Stewart from Wendy's Way will be there to share her inspirational story, which really did go off at the Wellness Summit earlier this year. It's Saturday, October 27 at the beautiful All Seasons Resort Hotel in Bendigo and tickets are selling fast. Two for one tickets for this one day of inspiration, information and empowerment are available at thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's right, folks. Get your two for one tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com before they run out and then the price goes up. Finish your year of wellness in style at the Wellness Base Camp in Bendigo, Saturday, October 27. Tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Thompson, and today, to help you build that body that supports itself rather than a body reliant on support, I would like to have a chat about orthotics. For those of you who don't know, an orthotic is basically a a device. They can be made of all sorts of materials from soft latex type materials right through to uh, quite hard thermoplastic materials that are basically designed to uh, the shape of your foot and help support the arch in an attempt to uh, usually change your biomechanics. So help you offload certain areas or walk, help reduce pain normally. So there are many ways to make orthotics. There's uh, methods such as casting where you take a mould of the foot and then have a device made from that cast to match your foot with all those different types of materials. There's now 3D and 2D scanners that will scan the foot. And I think this is where it's becoming a little bit scary as well um, in that there's lots of different professions now buying these scanners and it's all well and good being able to scan somebody's foot and claim that you're making the same devices as a a podiatrist because it's going to essentially a podiatry orthotic lab once the scan's been been taken. But there's a real skill and art um, and science behind designing those orthotics to match that person's foot and biomechanics. So in the wrong hands, these scanners can also become quite dangerous because people are still paying quite big money for these devices. Um, However, the person who's then prescribing them may not be uh, well enough trained or equipped to really understand what they're doing with that device. So that's where 
Um, you may also want to be a little bit careful that, you know, the person who is um, designing your orthotics is well trained uh, in doing so. The other type of orthotic that we or insole that we quite often see around as well, which has become a huge industry, are uh, off-the-shelf orthotics. So they're essentially a one-size-fits-all um, type of device. I'm coming obviously different sizes for based on your uh, foot length, but the arch height will be and the mould of it will be the same amongst you know each of those devices. Um, some of them yeah, will be designed slightly different to others, different materials are used, but essentially they're a factory-made um, device, which for some people work fine, but like you know, for many, I find um, they don't. They just tend to maybe mask the pain for a little while, if they, if at all, and then leave the person discouraged that orthotics didn't work for them and that they ended up with potentially more pain than they started with. So, orthotics are something that most podiatrists um, specialize in and do very well uh, when needed. Uh, to be put into an orthotic, um, I find, and I'm probably a little bit biased because I am a podiatrist, that podiatrists um, are pretty well trained in in designing uh, the correct orthotic for what you need. However, what I find and what I want to chat about today is the overprescription of orthotics. So, like I said, they're designed to help support the foot, but what's happened over the last decade since I've been doing podiatrist, um, what I've found is that more and more people, um, different professions, even just the general public, look look at an orthotic as the answer for any sort of foot or lower limb pain. It's a bit of a go-to now. It's like you've got a headache, Take a Panadol. You know, foot pain, you probably need an orthotic. That's kind of where we're getting to at the moment, I find. Um, even with clients that come in, um, especially those who don't really know what I'm about or what I do, they'll tend to come in telling me about their, their pain and we'll go through the, you know, the usual diagnostics. But normally they'll be pretty upfront in saying, that they feel they need an orthotic, you know, their arch has collapsed or they feel they're loading this part more or this part less, and um, which is great that people have a bit of an awareness around how they're walking and what they feel they need. But I, I kind of feel it's a little bit sad that um, it's become, we've been so conditioned to think that we need all this support for our feet that it's um, people are just okay with or feel that the orthotic is, uh, what they need if they have some sort of foot pain. Because what happens now and what I'm finding is it's gone past something that podiatrists would prescribe as a medical device to something now that is distributed um, at sports shops, at chemists. Um, it's gone from um, something that originally was sort of custom-made to um to someone's foot to change biomechanics to now something that, well, if we just support the arch, uh, that should 
help. But what I find is that an orthotic done poorly or one that doesn't suit your type of foot or um, that doesn't have enough support if that's what you are going after can actually cause more harm than good and you may not actually get the benefits um, in reducing the pain that you're trying to anyway. So what I mean by that is you may put an orthotic in to help with heel pain, for instance, and quite often I'll find people that have self-diagnosed, you know, they've got heel pain, they'll self-diagnose, they'll get on the chemist and get themselves some some nice little arch supports to put in and um, I commonly see that people will then come um, to me looking for more advice because the insole hasn't helped and not only not only has it not helped, um, quite often I'll see that something else has developed because the orthotic wasn't quite right for them. So the orthotic may have changed the way they were walking um, as to the heel pain, no doubt, but then the knee or the hip um, or something else starts to go as well and um, the issue, I guess, with trying to take shortcuts and get sort of cheaper uh, devices or ones that aren't made specifically to what your condition is or, or your anatomy type is that you can end up in, in more strife. Now, even in the podiatry world, I'm finding, though, that a similar thing is occurring in that orthotics are becoming um, over-prescribed and, and dished out probably a little bit too freely. So you know, as much as if you need, uh, you know, about to be put into orthotics or um, you have orthotics and you're listening to this or you think you may need orthotics, I'm not here to tell you not to get them or not to wear them. There is definitely a need for some people to wear orthotics. Um, I still, as a podiatrist, prescribe orthotics where needed. Um, But my end goal for everyone I put into them is how do I get you back out of them? And I think that's what we we need to start talking about more and and becoming more conditioned to think that orthotics are a short-term thing. Okay, so it's like when you break your leg, for instance. The plaster cast that you have on your leg and the crutches that you use to stay off that leg to help it heal can be really beneficial. Would you want to keep that cast on for the rest of your life? Of course not. You want to get that leg healed up. You want to then go through the appropriate exercises to strengthen the leg and get back to functioning normally, right? But yet... The foot, for some reason, we seem to think differently about that. And there's not many other body parts that we'd be okay with throwing a splint on and leaving it on for the rest of our life. Most people would want to find out why they still need the splint, what they can do to strengthen that part. Um, Whereas, yeah, the foot, for some funny reason, probably the same reason we still think we need supportive footwear, We've just yeah been conditioned to think that we need um, this support if the foot's not functioning well. But I'm here to tell you that, and I've seen it firsthand 
um, with myself, with patients that, and again, not for everybody. There are certain cases that you will potentially always need an orthotic, but it's not to say that you still can't be trying to create um, better function around your foot and lower limb, even if you are potentially stuck in an orthotic. But I have seen firsthand that people can train themselves out of orthotics. I was in orthotics for for years. Um, it also helped that I was a podiatrist. So I could make them um, at cost, which helped. So, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of motivation to get out of them for a long time, except that mentally they just didn't sit well with me. Um, I still found I was getting different aches and pains that I knew was linked to my gait and my biomechanics. And, you know, I kept tweaking um, orthotics to try and find the perfect uh, way of designing them for myself to, you know, move and function as freely as I could. But that didn't happen. And what I found was I just started getting more annoyed with them each year because every summer um, I like to spend a lot of time at the beach, which means it's really hard to wear your orthotics, right? So for me, it was a matter of I need to get out of these devices um, to be able to enjoy my summers without ending up back in pain each year because I haven't been in my orthotics enough. Um, you know, the, the usual story that you probably, if you have orthotics, are used to. Or, you know, your pain's good for a while, so you stop wearing your orthotics for a little bit. And then before you know it, um, the old pain or a new pain is back again and you're, you're off getting that treated and back in your orthotics. And it's just this circle of, um, of pain and, and limited mobility. So to start looking at getting out of orthotics, uh, firstly, I'd obviously recommend that you get assessed by someone who looks at functional movement um, and someone that really understands like human gait and human movement and, and can look at how your foot's functioning as well as how your whole body's functioning and how everything's tying into each other to start working out why you're actually in the orthotics still and start working out a plan of what you need to mobilize, what you need to strengthen, um, what you need to start working with some motor control drills around to help train your foot to support itself because the foot is more than capable of supporting itself. We just need to reset some of the old patterns that we may have developed that aren't serving us anymore and start looking at how we can, yeah, strengthen the foot and, and really make it, like any other muscle, get stronger and more functional to to help us just get around each day without all those niggles and pains. And once you can do that, you're going to become a lot less reliant on the sort of footwear that you need to wear as well as less um, reliant on your orthotics or best case, you end up getting rid of your orthotics like I have um, and, and feeling much more mobile and, um, and just physically better for that. So back onto the, um, or, or with the orthotics. Now, they're becoming this huge industry, right? So like I said, they're becoming really overprescribed. Everyone wants a piece of them in all different industries because they can be quite um, lucrative if, if dished out regularly and especially people that don't need them 
sad, uh, it has become such a big industry. But do we really know what orthotics are doing to our gait or our body? And the answer is no, we don't. There's not actually that many um, studies or not really any good studies that really show that orthotics um, or arch supports work or how they work. Now, we know that um, people can definitely be um, better off pain-wise when wearing um, orthotics, but, you know, we're still not really, there's not enough research or studies that have been done to show us how it affects the rest of the body. So when we start locking up the foot and supporting the arch, um, what does that do? You know, do muscles in the arch get weaker? Do we start getting more um, rigidity and less mobility through the foot and the ankle? And then what does that mean for the rest of the body? You know, do we start losing hip mobility? Um, there's a lot that we need to still learn about orthotics, um, I guess around the side effects that they can cause because it just hasn't been looked into with great depth. But again, from my experience, moving around more naturally and working on creating more mobility and creating more strength and creating more motor control, um, that tends to serve us a lot better if done correctly. So it's not about just you know listening to this and throwing your orthotics out and then hoping that you're going to get better because that's not the case either. There is a lot of um, groundwork and um, you know resetting patterns and resetting muscles. Um, working on some mobility if need be to help allow the body to get into positions without compensating but also um, to train the body how to actually move naturally again. But once you start moving naturally, your body tends to absorb shock better. Um, There's earthing and grounding benefits if you're walking around without um, thick rubber soles and and things between you and the earth um, as well as better like balance and proprioception. Uh, In children, they recently found that kids who went barefoot more often had better motor skills in a few different areas than kids that wear shoes a lot. So we're starting to see research coming out now that's showing us that being in a barefoot state can actually be quite beneficial rather than being locked up in shoes and then obviously locked up in orthotics on top of that. So what do you do if you have foot pain or, you know, you've been told you need orthotics or if you're already in orthotics, what do you do? Where do you go? So like I mentioned just before, find someone who works on functional movement, but I'd encourage you to ask, how do I get out of these? You know, if you've been put into a device, ask the person that put you into them, what's my exit plan? You know, what's that look like? Is this something I need forever? And if so, why? You know, I'd want a pretty good reason as to why I'd have to be in an orthotic um, long term. However, if it's the answer is no, you don't need to, then you need to figure out and find out what do I need to do? You know, who can help me? What is it that, you know, what exercises do I need? What physical therapy do I need? Um, what do I need to get adjusted? <laughs> what foods do I need to eat, whatever it is for you um, to help get rid of the inflammation, improve the mobility, all these things that are, that are going to help you get rid of your orthotic 
um, I, I'd highly encourage you to ask these questions, okay, because it can be hard work and I'm not going to say that it's it's easy. It's not. You need some commitment and you really need to want to uh, move better and, and be on a health journey uh, with movement because there's probably years of poor habits and, um, you know, moving in a certain way that has led you to be put into orthotics. So to then be able to reverse that and, and start trying to wean yourself out of an orthotic requires some, yeah, commitment, like I said, um, for you to actually put in some work to do the exercises that you may need to do or turn up to get, um, you know, your feet or hips or whatever it is adjusted because, yeah, the orthotics the easy way, right? You put something in your shoe, you walk out, you know, your foot might feel nice, that's great, but we haven't really fixed anything. We haven't changed anything. All we've done is um, sort of band-aid it or put a crutch under the foot to try and uh, mask the pain, which, again, sometimes that's great. Sometimes we need that to help people function and, and just get on with their day-to-day life um, without that pain and also to be able to do some of the exercises. Sometimes we just need some sort of support. Not always, but, you know, sometimes that is still needed or opted for by people. But, yeah, the real work comes from from you doing the exercises and creating more conscious awareness around how you're moving, but you need to want to move better. You need to want to get out of your orthotics, but the benefits far outweigh being in an orthotic because you're actually training your body to move efficiently. You're starting to get to the root cause of whatever that problem was. You know, I see a lot of hip issues that then stem um, to foot pain. And it's easy to give someone an orthotic and and fix the foot pain, but if you still haven't addressed the hip pain, the underlying problem's still there, so pain and injury may still show up in other ways anyway. You know, the hip may start playing up later or the knee, and then what tends to happen is people just adjust the orthotics to try and fix the next pain. However, if you just went, you know, from the get-go and started fixing the hip and then teaching the foot and hip to talk to each other again, you'd probably find that not only will the pain resolve, you'll be much less likely to experience um, a pain linked with that dysfunction again. So I think it's important to, yeah, start thinking uh, of orthotics as a bit of a, a Band-Aid or a mask um, to, uh, to treat pain, but... Yeah, being I want to bring awareness to the fact that they don't always um, change the underlying problem. And that's, I think, where the magic happens and where we really need to start focusing if your joints you know, are working better and your muscles are in balance, then that's where you know putting in some basic exercises and movement patterns regularly can have huge, huge benefits. My main take-home message for today, I want to keep this one short, is that orthotics definitely have their place, but we do need to start thinking, how do we get out of these devices, okay, and finding people who will help you look at the underlying problem and look at developing um, 
better functional movement patterns to stop trying to rely on on these devices because it's becoming this huge industry rather than what they were originally designed for, which is more of a medical treatment. And I think it's just wrong. You know, I think there's a lot of people making a lot of money off these insoles and orthotics that are a bit of a sham. And if we're not careful, um, we're going to really start creating a lot bigger issues than what people start with. Okay, so thanks again for listening in. And to find out more, jump over to www.thebarefootmovement.com.au and if you'd like to book an assessment uh, in clinic or online, um, you can do so there on the website and online assessment. You get quite a lot of people asking uh, whether I do them and yes, the answer is I do. And basically that involves uh, me assessing either in person or, or online your movement patterns in particular, how you're in particularly how you're walking or follow me on Instagram at the barefoot podiatrist. Uh, I've got lots of different uh, little educational pieces and exercises on there that you might want to check out if you're interested in uh, rebuilding your feet and I look forward to chatting with you guys again in a fortnight. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.